Cheat Notes podcast. Uh, I just started grad school, guys. Um, it's something that uh, I kind of like been prolonging for the last three or four years. Uh, I thought I wanted to go to portfolio school, and, and I got accepted into a couple portfolio schools, but um, I, soonly, I soon found out that it was pretty much, I wasn't going to be able to work, and I have two children, and uh, so I could not embark on that journey because I got to work. I got to feed my kids. Uh, so I kind of like postponed it that. And then came back to the conclusion that, um, you know, I still was feeling, you know, I was having all this creative success. I was winning creative awards and I was uh, making some money too, man. I really was making some money and I still felt empty. I felt like uh, I was going in circles and I was just... I felt content, and I and I, as a creative person, I think that is literally the most daunting and the most ter- terrifying thing is to feel content and just you feel stuck like where you at, and that's just the worst place for a creative person to be. So um, I told myself in 2020 that I was going to go back to school, but I didn't want to go to any school. I didn't want to go to any MBA program like a lot of people do, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, I just didn't want to go to a straight MBA program where it felt like another general degree. And I, I had to I had these requirements. I had I didn't want to go to a, a regular I didn't want to go through a regular program. So it had to be really specific and really, uh, really niche and really targeted to what I was trying to accomplish. Also, it had to be online. And or it had to be at least half and half. It, it had to really suit my uh, lifestyle. And I work and I run a full time. I, I run an agency, so it had to be um, conducive and it had to mesh well with what I was trying to accomplish. So at the end of the day, it, it, so it had to be very flexible. And then it had to have uh, skin in the game. So I didn't want to go to a program that didn't have really great alumni. I didn't want to go to a program that wasn't really about that life and that I couldn't really benefit from. And some of these schools are just schools, they just give you an MBA degree and, you know, you can't benefit from none of the alumni there or none of the resources there because there really are none. You just get a degree and then you go into that same rat race, in which I am truly trying to avoid. So when... I looked at all these programs and I, I got accepted to like everyone I applied for because that's what grad school really is. I, I don't never see grad school really turning down nobody really these days. So I got accepted to all of them. Some of them were a little bit harder. Some required a little bit more, but I knew I was going to get accepted to all of them because I just knew my resume. I knew what type of person I was. I knew how driven I was. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm really that top candidate. And it's just a confident person. That's just how I felt at the time. So... I was on LinkedIn, like I'm always, I, I, I was on LinkedIn, and I was on LinkedIn, and I saw this uh, ad for MICA, and MICA is the Maryland Institute of College and Arts, and uh, I looked at it, and it said 15-month program uh, for art and design business, and I was like, man, this is what I'm always preaching, I'm always preaching 
art and design business. I was like, I'm always preaching art and design. Like, I love meshing the two. And I think it's, uh, and quite a few other people think that the me- the, the combi- combination of art and design is advertising. And that's one of the industry, that's, that's the industry that I just wanted to be in when I graduated. That's the reason why I chose marketing at Prairie View. So at the end of the day, I was like, man, this is perfect. It's online. Only thing is you have a residency, and I'll get to that later on. But other than that, predominantly online, and it was an art school. Now, I did not know it was a really good art school. And I didn't get into that until I got into, until I dived deep, until I dived more into it. And I realized that the school was, it was started in 1826, and it, it, it literally is the oldest continuously degree granting college of art and design in the nation. And, and basically, in a nutshell, it's like one of the oldest art schools. And then I started going down an even a, a, a deep rabbit hole, and I realized that it was really ranked among the top art schools that I wanted to go to, that I knew I couldn't go to because of the cost or because it was just too far or it didn't have online programs. So it was ranked up there with Parsons. It was ranked up there with Otis. It was ranked up there with all those schools that, I, I mean, that are revered. And I was like, man, this seems like a program. Then I looked at the price, and the price is it's average. I mean, you're going to come out paying at least close to thirty grand. But, you know, for a year-and-a-half program, that's not bad, man. It's just truly not bad. And it's located in Baltimore. So um, I was pretty excited about that. So I went through the process of going through, and I'm going to tell you right now, man, it was one of the most easiest processes I've ever been. I've One of the most easiest processes. I mean, they got me in. I paid my my fee. They even waived half of my fee because I told them, man, I can't pay that whole 500. They, they get, it's like just pay half of it. And they were fine with that of, of my holding fee for my classes, it was it so far it just it was just it was just an easy process to get admitted, and I didn't have to register for my classes because the program is it's like literally it's set on a, a base that it's it's set on a schedule that you got to adhere to, so I didn't have to register for my classes and I was fine with that. Um, I mean it was just a really it's it's really uh was really easy so. I have a couple things, the reason why, I mean, some people are like, man, Mike, you're already making money. You're already in your career. Why are you going back to school? And why are you even choosing, why you even chose Micah? Uh, but there are a couple reasons why I chose Micah, and there's a couple reasons why I went back to school. I, and, and these might not be a good reason for you to go back, but this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go back. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to go back is because I wanted to teach at the collegiate level. And I didn't want to teach at the collegiate level at first, but what had, what happened was I started to mentor a lot of students that were coming out of college, a lot of black students from HBCUs, uh, and I started to realize how far back they were when it came to knowing what to do in the industry, when it came to just knowing the basic stuff. And, and it, it reminded me of myself how green I was when I graduated college and how I didn't really know anything but I knew what I wanted to do and I and the funny thing is I always tell people like I'm one of the people that knew what he wanted to do you know some of these kids don't know what they want to do I actually knew what I wanted to do and I could not do it because I just wasn't prepared and unfortunately you know 
I'm going to be honest with you. My university didn't prepare me for that. You know, it gave me a lot of other things that it prepared me for, but it literally didn't prepare me for my industry. Uh, like other, now I'm not saying Prairie View don't prepare people for um, other degrees. I mean, the the engineering program at Prairie View, it, it was just, it's ridiculously good. The nursing program, it doesn't make sense how good, those people come out like with 98% placement rates. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous how, quick you can get a job if you're a nurse at Prairie View or quickly you can get a job if you're an architecture major or 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 a um engineering major those guys come out making 80 70k a year so I get it but you know I came out with a marketing degree and I did and, and it only it was only very it was a very broad degree so it didn't prepare me for advertising because there was no advertising it didn't prepare me for design it was no design it didn't prepare me for what I wanted to do um, so I understood, I understand that now. So, but the, the kids that are coming out of certain schools, and this is not just Prairie View, it's just a bunch of, I've entered, I've interviewed and I've mentored kids from a lot of HBCUs and a lot of PWIs and these kids, particularly kids of color, just are not coming out prepared enough. So the creative, and I realized, you know, just dated, looking back at some of the curriculum that some of these schools have, the curriculum is just super outdated, and they don't have the professors or the resources sometimes to even teach, you know, strategy, to even teach design thinking, to even teach uh, typography, to even teach, some of these schools just don't have the resources and unfortunately they don't even have resources to teach marketing technology and things that that are really moving forward in the industry and unfortunately that has really messed up that's really it's really messed it up for a lot of kids that's coming out of college and you know some of these kids and a lot of them just coming out with no jobs but the ones that do get opportunities they go in these agencies they go in these uh these uh departments and they just are not prepared, and they end up, you know, blowing their first chance, and I've seen it firsthand. So um, that's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to go back to school. And another reason why is because I'm going to start my own portfolio school one day. And um, I think it, this is the track that I, this me personally think this is the track that I need to do. I think I need to go to school. I need to not only teach at the collegiate level, but I also need to get a better job in an agency to understand the dynamics of that. And I think this school particularly and this program particularly can help me achieve those goals because one of the things that Micah said on, on the program is that this program is for CMOs and creative directors and people that want to teach art. So those three things are literally those three occupations are literally something that I'm trying to pursue because I know it's the track record. It's the track that I need to, in order to eventually open up my own portfolio school. Because people are going, to, when I do open up my school, people are going to want to know what type of background do I have. Like, have I ever taught anybody? Like, why am I starting school if I've never taught anybody? So that's that's one of those things. So also, I was getting creatively fat now. If you see me in person, I'm a chubby guy as well. But to be honest with you, what I mean by creatively fat, I mean by getting complacent and comfortable. I was comfortable with making the extra income that I was making with 
with my business. I was comfortable with my job. I was comfortable with everything around me and the way things were moving. And, excuse me, and uh, that's the worst place to be. So I didn't want to do that. So some people say, why, Micah, why not go to some of these other schools? Why not go to local schools in Texas and Houston area? Well, at the end of the day, uh, this program was super specific. Like I said, it was art and design, business, masters, and that. Like, it couldn't get any more. It was like, I felt like this program was literally built just for me. And the time, it's only 15 months. Like, I'm going to be done next year. Some people... Or just starting grad school now, are going to be are not going to be done until twenty twenty two. I'll be done next year, and then the the school is actually a prestigious school. It's actually a it has a legacy, it has uh, time, and it's old and it's proven. And like, who doesn't want to be a part of that tradition? You know, it's the same reason why I chose Prairie View because of the legacy and the the prestige and the time, and and it, I just wanted to be a part of that. So now I get to be a part of another alumni group once I graduate. Another part of, but it's an art school, and it's something that I always wanted to go to that I thought I never would be able to go to because I was broke and I was poor and I grew up in a place where you just didn't dream of those type of things. But now I'm there. Now I'm in one of these. Now I'm in a program in art school. So, and then, like I said, it's online. But also, one of the things that Micah has um, dedicated its mission to is diversity and inclusion. And that one thing was one of the things that's really that struck me was like, it literally has a task force for diversity. <laughs> In inclusion, it's literally called the Presidential Task Force on Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Globalization. So that this this whole department or group of people, whatever it is, is dedicated to helping the creative industry implement more di- more people of color, pretty much on a global scale. And that was super important to me because that is literally been my life's mission ever since I graduated college and couldn't find a job in advertising or marketing. I've literally been trying to infiltrate the industry and bring more people on board, but it's bigger than that. So, I mean, now I have an ally, and that's something that I never had before. Uh, so, I mean, that that was really good. Now, so far, you know, I've only now, granted, I just started, so we've only been through orientation, and I've only submitted one uh, pro one homework assignment, and it was it was pretty much it was it was fairly simple, but I, I assume it's going to get harder, and I'm fine with that. Um, so far, I've learned a lot of things, you know, which are good things. So uh, I've learned about design thinking, and we'll and we'll get to that in another episode. But it's it's really a different approach how you how you approach life. It's not even just about design thinking. It's not just about just thinking like a designer on solving problems or anything like that. It really is a way of life and a approach that I, I, I'm a super, I'm super attracted to. So we'll think, we'll talk about that later. And then the cohort is really diverse. It's people, it's black people, it's white people, it's Chinese people, it's people from Ghana, it's people from, um, 
it's Hispanic people. Like the cohort that I'm in is super diverse. I got to meet everybody in my cohort. It was super diverse, and I'm excited for that. People from all over the country. Uh, that's that's super dope. Uh, the, like I said, the, uh, the process of you know from the Zoom to Canvas, those programs that you got to use to communicate with your professors and your cohort. That that was simple. It, it it really broke everything down. It didn't leave no stone unturned. Uh, I was excited about that. And then actually using, they want to know what you're trying to do. It's so it's so niche. So they are trying to figure out how they can help facilitate. So you know the business plan, the the foundations of business planning was is the first class we have to go to. So it really breaks down on how to plan out of business just in case you're one of those people that want to start a business and the reason why you they are really honed on creative entrepreneurship so they you know part of the first class is a business plan and helping you really turn it out and so i'm excited about this first class they are really big on entrepreneurship i mean they're so big on entrepreneurship that you know they have a whole <laughs> Micah has a whole creative entrepreneurship like center. That's unheard of. I don't know a school that has a creative entrepreneurship center. It's literally called the Ratcliffe Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. And that was just awarded $5 million uh, to help jumpstart that program. That literally shows that they're not only trying to teach you how to get a job in in become a teacher they're also trying to teach you how to be creative entrepreneurs because they understand that and that's one of the things that i want my portfolio school to be i mean the people that i've showed the curriculum to that i've you know that you know i've created it has an entrepreneurship program because i also believe that if you're not going to get a job be able to get a job i still want you to be able to create a job for yourself because that's how i've been able to survive these last six to seven years it's like i've not only i mean I've not only always had a job, but I've always had a side hustle. And my side hustle has really turned into a really great business right now. But at the end of the day, I don't want to create a school that just solely depended, that creates a student, that has students and creates employees that are solely dependent on just the industry. Because right now the gig economy is winning, for one. And there's soap there's super uncertainty in everything so i just read the i bet on myself so i want to create i, I want to create a curriculum that helps create great employees of course unicorn employees but i also want to create really great business people so that is what micah is about obviously i mean like who has a creative it's literally I, Words are really important. You have to understand when some words mean words are intention means when you hear different words, you see the intention, you see the intention in certain stuff. And one thing I've, I've, I've seen throughout this whole process of coming to Micah is words that are intended for a certain thing. When they mean, when they said they have a presidential task force on diversity, equity, inclusion, and globalization, that means they're very intentional about what they're trying to accomplish there. When they say they have a Ratcliffe Center for Creative Entrepreneurship, that is extremely intentional. They didn't say Center for Innovation and then put every group in there. They mean business. Well, I don't know why.
So at the end of the day, I mean, I'm excited. At the end of the day, I'm super excited for uh, to be joining, to be uh, joining. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm super excited to be joining Micah. Uh, I talked to some people that from Baltimore. They love Micah. They, even though they didn't go there, they know a couple of people that go, went there, and they had a number of great things to say. I just wanted people to understand. I I never had people tell me that I could do some of the stuff that I'm doing right now. And granted, you know, art is one of those things. Creativity is just one of those things that's in all of us. It's in all of us. From the engineer to the to the dance instructor to the baseball player, it really truly is in all of us. And I'm trying to create opportunity, creative opportunity for people because I believe that creative cre- creativity is literally the only th- one of the only things that can't be replaced, can't be manufactured, can't be put on an assembly line. It can't be none of that. And you know, people of color have been left out. And that's something that we got to understand. And I might be talking in circles and people might not be listening. And, and, you know, some people might think I'm crazy. Some people might think I'm just beating a dead horse. But, you know, you know, we got to do something about this. So, you know, my whole thing was if I can't beat them, join them. If I can't tell people to change their curriculum from an alumni perspective or from a citizen perspective, maybe I get inside and change that curriculum myself. Maybe I become faculty. Maybe I become a professor and change that curriculum myself. Or maybe I start a school and change that curriculum myself. So people have to understand, like, I don't complain too much about shit. I might complain for a couple of months or a year or so about the same problem. But soon enough, I'm going to start creating solutions for it. So I have a solution. It might not be the, it's not a one-size-fit-all solution. None, no solution is, but it is my solution to the problem that I see when it comes to creativity and diversity, inclusion, uh, and just the lack of representation that people of color, black people in particular, have in this industry. And I'm going to do whatever I got to do, as long as I'm on this earth, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to change that. I promise you that. I'm going to dedicate my life's work to creating opportunities for people of color, especially creative ones. All right, so this is Chino's podcast, man, and I really like to thank anybody and everybody that's listening to me and sharing uh, whatever I got to say, man, because, you know, it, it is it is important. You can follow me on Mike the Motivator, 
that's that's my Instagram. You can follow me. Uh, you can go to download my book. Okay, that's not it. So I appreciate everybody for uh, listening to my podcast. This this is the cheat. Okay, we're gonna go start like this. This is the Cheat Notes podcast. I appreciate everybody for listening, uh, looking uh, and supporting the podcast. You can um, excuse me. This is the Cheat Notes podcast. I appreciate everybody for listening and supporting the movement. This is the Cheat Notes podcast. I appreciate everybody for listening, uh, supporting me, and buying my book, listening to this podcast, whatever you're doing to support uh, my mission and initiative. You can follow me on IG at Mike the Motivator. That's M I K E D A. M-O-T-I-V-A-T-O-R. You can go to my website at creativeagainstalloddscom and purchase my book. I prefer you to purchase off there than Amazon. Um, you can leave reviews on Amazon for my book. I would love to be reviews on Amazon for my book, but you can purchase it on my website. I don't really care what you purchase, but I want you to purchase on my website. Um, you can buy merch on my website. I got shirts. I got patches. I got the black men don't hate patch. Um, and I got the threaders village patch, which I designed myself. And also, uh, be on the lookout for the conference that I'm creating. I'm creating a conference for creatives of color and it will be in July. This is a big task for mine because it's, I'm spending my own money on this conference. So hopefully I get at least 200 creatives of color in the Houston, Texas, Dallas, and Austin area to come to whatever location we got. Hopefully we find out the location this year, I mean uh, this week. But whatever location we have, I hope to uh, be making that announcement soon. Um, but yeah, so thank y'all. Appreciate y'all, for real.